Welcome to Drunk Bible Study. This show's mission is to read every single word of the greatest story ever told. A warning to our listeners, the hosts of this show are sinners, but they're doing their best. There will be drinking and there may be some swears. They did say they'd try to keep it clean, but I wouldn't put my money on it. I'm Emily, and this is Drunk Bible Study, where my good friends Dedeker and Jace teach me a born and raised atheist all about the Bible. I am loving this fan situation that you have going on, Dedeker. Oh, I've been trying to bring fans back for years as an accessory. (laughs) I I think they're fantastic. They're really good for social anxiety, I've found. Interesting. Any situation where I've anticipated there's going to be social anxiety or anything like that, having something where it's acceptable essentially for me to just like fidget (laughs) with it and like get my energy out and also look cool while doing it and feel cool while doing it, both literally and figuratively, is it's quite helpful. Yeah, I've actually like fans have become one of the things that I give to people upon returning from places like Japan and Hong Kong and Mm -hmm. Shanghai. Mm -hmm. And I've given them to people who I find maybe need them in a socially fidgeting way. So there you go. (laughs) Okay. Not just sweaty people? Yeah, I mean, they're probably sweaty too. <laughs> right now, uh-huh. most of us are, except for those of you who are in Australia and mm-hmm. very lucky <laughs> to escape the heat. Yes. Wow, wow, wow. This is an exciting day because we're about to get to an exciting story. And I'm not going to spoil it, so oh. don't ask questions, Emily, okay. but you're going to like it. Okay. You're going to like it. Well, I know it is my... Yes. my... yes. Okay, I think I... That's all I'm going to tell you. That's all... No, that's all Fine. I'm going to tell you. Don't... Okay. Don't... <laughs> Okay, I already am starting to ask questions, and you're like, shut up. <laughs> shut Got up. it. No. Okay, um, yeah, I don't know. It was like more disciples stuff last time, right? Yeah. Yeah, more disciples, more miracles. Yeah. I thought for sure I'd be better at remembering all the stuff that happened at times yeah. prior. Yeah, especially if it's not something that's really, you know, just huge and exciting. Although I will say it's all been more exciting than most of the Old Testament. Sure. Yeah, we got, okay, Remember, he went out in a boat and delivered a bunch of parables to people on the beach. Okay. And the disciples were like, why are you doing this? And also, what does that parable mean? And And we were like, yeah, we don't know either. (laughs) Yeah, because he he told the parable of the seeds, the Mm. seeds that were landing in Mm. the wrong places slash maybe one landed in the right place and the whole like... Yeah. Oh, yeah, all the parables. Pearls before swine thing, you know, a lot of that. Mm. And I was like, I don't know what that means. (laughs) Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Oh and uh, yeah, so he told the parable of the sower. So that was the thing with the mustard seeds mm. that, you know, some were on gravel, some were on the road, some landed in They were just seeds. Sand. Mustard seed is later. Okay. You're, con- you're conflating your biblical seeds. <laughs> well. He did talk about the mustard seed. He did talk about the fact that like, you know, a mighty tree comes from such a small seed, but that mm. was a different parable. Yeah, you're right. Yes. You're right. The other ones were different seeds. They were some other kind of seed. And then there was the other, other one where some hooligans came and put like bad fake wheat seeds in with mm. the guy's wheat yeah, yeah, fields. Yeah, the chaff, yeah. Mm-hmm. That happened mm-hmm. too. A lot of different seeds. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A very seed heavy episode. Yeah. I don't know <laughs> what that is. Mm-hmm. Very, very seedy for sure. I just noticed when I was looking through the message translation from last week that we didn't talk about this one, but uh, the way chapter 12 starts, it says, one Sabbath, Jesus was strolling with his disciples through a ripe field of grain. And I just like the idea they're strolling. You know, it just like yeah. got a lot of swagger. You know, their cloaks nice kind of Sunday billowing stroll. behind them. Yeah, I feel like they do, though. Like, they're this pack of men that just, like, walk around. And when, you know, when they come, people are like, oh, some shit's going to start. <laughs> it's going to be some miracles. Yeah. Or, you know, some people are going to get angry. And, yeah. <laughs> For cool. sure. For sure. Did they have to, like, disband <laughs> after Jesus died? Where you know <laughs> the band broke up. Yeah, did the band break up because the lead singer slash like lead he yeah. died, and so everyone's like, "Well, we're not a band anymore." Because what's the band without you know Jim Morrison? Lead singer got canceled. Yeah, yeah, can't keep the band together. Exactly. Uh, you'll have to find out. Okay, you'll have to find out. Cool. But I'll just say that uh, you know 
mm-hmm. the lead singer of Queen, died. But uh, when we saw them a few years ago, they were still amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, because Adam Lambert well, sure. is amazing. Yeah, but you wouldn't. But I'm saying you wouldn't think Freddie Mercury was replaceable. I, you're right. And maybe not replaceable, but you can still have a band. Okay, got it. I think well, I've gotten off track here. I'm not talking about the Bible or Jesus anymore. That's okay. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> it, people would probably be like, "You can't replace Jesus. That's blasphemy." People would say the same thing about Freddie Mercury. To be fair, so <laughs> yes, yes, that's true. That's true. What What are you two drinking? I I am still very slowly easing back into my alcohol consumption. So mm. I am having a sparkling water with literally like a quarter shot of gin. Wow. Mm. In it. Yeah. Okay. Just just really easing it in, you know. What what's the sparkling water uh taste? It's a blood orange. Oh, yum. Mm-hmm. That sounds lovely. Yeah. What about you? Yeah, I picked up some really tasty sparkling waters. One's blood mm. orange and the other is cucumber melon. Very refreshing. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm having neither of those. Surprise, surprise. I made a fancy-ish drink here for myself. Uh, This is... Is that a Negroni? A Mezcal Negroni. Whoa. Love Mezcal Negronis. They're amazing. Yeah. And this Mezcal... We've had this Mezcal for a while. And it's really hard to get through because it's so smoky. Mm. Like, I like smoky stuff. And it's maybe too smoky. So I was looking for cocktails to kind of make it more you know, more doable. And I came across this. And I will say, this is a very intense drink. Oh, yeah. Because it's a super duper smoky mezcal. And then Campari is pretty intense and and bitter as well. And then it's got some vermouth in it too. Yeah, so it's, it's like, do you want some alcohol with your alcohol? Yes. Yeah, it's intense. Did you put uh, an orange peel in there? We unfortunately didn't have any orange. Mm. And I ran out of time to do like, I was going to do a, a like a lemon zest or a something. Wash. And I oh, just yeah. didn't have oh, time. I see. Yeah. That's okay. Yeah, no problem. But well done. Good job. I did one of my classics because I had some fresh raspberries, my raspberry martini. There we go. There you can see Beautiful. it now. Nice. Yeah, it's just so good because it, it tastes like a raspberry sherbet. Mm. And mm. raspberries are my favorite fruit in the world. Really? Mm. I didn't Lovely. know that about you. Mm-hmm. Huh. Heck yes, they're delightful. My goodness. So. I mean, I, I don't disagree. I just didn't know they were your favorite. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. All righty. Shall we get this done? What are we doing today? All right, kids. Yes, it is time. It is time indeed. Today, we are continuing on with the book of Matthew, and we are actually going to be doing four chapters today. Whoa. We had a couple two-chapter episodes, and now we're doing four. This is Matthew 14 through 17. As we get started, we want to remind everyone to read responsibly and drink responsibly. You can drink along with us or you can listen to us while you're in the car. But please do not do both at the same time. And with that, it's Matthew 14. Matthew Katorsek. Here we go. Okay. (laughs) Uh, Right off the bat, I saw this word as I was just like glancing and I don't know how to say it, but I'm going to try. At that time, Herod the Tetrarch? Tetrarch? Yeah, you got it. Tetrarch. Tetrarch? Oh, yay. Mm -hmm. What does that mean? So Tetrarch is basically like a subordinate ruler. So it literally specifically comes from the Latin of like four different divisions of a country. Okay. So I don't know if they're using it in this case, like literally referring to four different divisions or they're referring to it just as another word for the fact that he was, you know, a subordinate ruler under... A bigger boy. You know, the Roman Empire. Got it. At that time. Yes. Okay. Or what? Alrighty. So he heard the report concerning Jesus. Now, is this, this is Herod too, I'm assuming. Herod the latter. I guess so, because the other one died. So I guess this one is a new Herod. Got it. So he heard the report concerning Jesus and said to his service, this is John the baptizer. He is risen from the dead. This is why these powers work in him. Oh, I didn't realize he had, that, that was mean? his theory, was he was a zombie. <laughs> oh, cool. That's yeah. why he had magical powers. Oh, that's interesting. Cool. Wait, what, John the Baptizer had magical powers? Well, he was like baptizing people and maybe he was also healing people. I, I mean, he, he had also a following. Healed people. I think he did? he did similar stuff to Jesus. 
Oh, okay. But Jesus rose him from the dead? No, no. That happened no. in a previous... No. Oh. No. This is all just hearsay. Maybe it's true. Maybe it's oh. not. We don't know. Oh, okay. Thank you. Herod just thinks this. I was it. confused. I'm like, what? Did I miss that? How did I miss that? Got it. Okay. <laughs> For Herod had laid hold of John and bound him and put him in prison for the sake of Herodias, his brother Philip's wife. Mm, okay. Now, sure. why would he do that? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> um, for John said to him, it is not lawful for you to have her. Oh, Ooh, okay. awkward. Okay, okay, okay. I want to know the goss on that one. Exciting. Yeah. So, so to, to Herodias, Herodias, his brother Philip's, Philip's wife. wife. So his brother Philip had a wife, and I guess John the baptizer was like, nah, that's no. That's not not allowed. You shouldn't have her. I see in the message he says. So is he that committing adultery? That's what the message on his brother. Well, the message says that he named his relationship with Herodias adultery. Okay, but I don't know if that means his brother's relationship with his own wife or his. Like it's confusing which pronouns are referring to who. Yeah, I. It is confusing. Okay, for John said to him, "It is not lawful for you to have her." When he would have put him to death, he feared the multitude because they counted him as a prophet. But when Herod's birthday <laughs> came, the daughter of Herodias danced among them and pleased Herod. Wait, this is Salome. Yeah. Yes. Cool. <laughs> See, I told you you'd know the story. <laughs> oh, okay. Whereupon he promised with an oath to give her whatever she should ask. She, being prompted by her mother, said... Give me here on a platter the head of John the baptizer. The king was grieved, but for the sake of his oaths and of those who sat at the table with him, he commanded it to be given, and he sent and beheaded John in the prison. His head was brought on a platter and given to the young lady, and she brought it to her mother. That's it. Now, a whole like I remember operas or whatever written about that. Right. right. It's been retold so many times. Yeah. I remember learning the story, you know, in church and Sunday school and mm -hmm. this tiny skosh of a story. But then, like, when you really think about it, it's like, wait a minute. So, this one guy, John the Baptizer, who I guess has got a following, he's pretty popular, is like, no, you can't marry her because it's adultery for some reason to yeah. Herod's brother. And then, he and his wife are so upset about this that they somehow get their daughter to do like this really sexy dance for mm -hmm. his brother, for her uncle, which is also weird. Yeah. I mean, it just says dance. Okay, sure. It's like, usually portrayed sexy, but you're right. Okay, just but everyone dance. thinks that it's sexy. I know everyone thinks it's really sexy, but I don't know how biblical that is. I feel right. like Dedeker was Maybe like... Maybe it's just good. I always thought that it was like a belly dance like Dedeker mm. could do in real life. She could do the salad, maybe. Possibly. Dance. Yeah. Right. So, do the dance of at least a single veil. Okay. So, okay. Yeah. Let's just say she was so talented that he's like, dude, that was amazing. And he's like, I'll give you anything. And she, I'm imagining she's a teenager, probably, right? Or a young adult mm -hmm. is like, cool. Well, I would love something actually fun or interesting or cool. But instead, my mom made me ask for the head of John the Baptist on a platter. Then he gives it to her and she's like, gross, cool, great, mom, here you go. I'm like, that sucks. This really sucks for her. Ew. Right. <laughs> it does suck. It does. Yeah, she should have gotten paid way better than that, but whatever. His disciples came and took the body and buried it, and they went and told Jesus. Now, when Jesus heard this, he withdrew from there in a boat to a deserted place apart. When the multitudes heard it, they followed him on foot from the cities. Jesus went out and he saw a great multitude. How many times are we going to say the word multitude? <laughs> he had compassion on them and healed their sick. When evening had come, his disciples came to him saying, this place is deserted and the hour is already late. Send the multitudes away that they may go into the villages and buy themselves food. But Jesus said to them, they don't need to go away. You will give them something to eat. They told him, we only have here five loaves and two fish. Oh, I feel like I've heard of this. He said, bring them bring, bring them here to me. Well, first of all, can we slow down with this story? Because like- we'll blasting who, through it. Lack of planning on everybody's part. Yeah. Right. Here. <laughs> like, the I mean, okay, I guess I get it. The disciples, their whole deal is they're nomadic. 
and I guess a little bit mendicant. They're not supposed to really own anything yeah. or so, okay, they're not going to pack a lunch. They're just assuming people are going to feed them. But then all of the people in this crowd, no one brought a snack. I, I don't know. these five, <laughs> these five fishes and two loaves or whatever it was. Maybe snacking wasn't as big of a thing as it is now. I think it's just that Jesus was so engaging as a public mm. speaker that he just had them so captivated. They're like, we can't leave. Yeah. And also we can't like listen to this on a podcast later. It's true. We've got to be here live or not at all. So what are we going to do? I love that though. He was like, yeah, come here, bring them to me. So, okay. He said, bring them here to me. He commanded the multitudes to sit down on the grass and he took the five loaves and the two fish and looking up to heaven, he blessed, broke and gave the loaves to the disciples and the disciples gave to the multitudes. They all ate and were filled. I'm assuming that means, oh, they took up 12 baskets full of that which remained left over from the broken pieces. So he turned five loaves and two fishes into many fishies and many loaves, I guess. It doesn't say how many. It doesn't say. Just that they had leftovers and fed all those people. Got Does it. Does it say how many people in your translation? It says multitude. Well, in other accounts and other gospels, sometimes they actually drop a number like oh. 4,000 or 5,000. Whoa. 5,000 in all the translations. I think it might be yeah. the next verse, Emily. If you read mm. one more, does it say that? Oh, yeah. Those who ate were about 5,000 men besides women and children who we don't count because they don't count. Immediately, <laughs> right. Jesus... So potentially like 10,000 people. Whoa, yeah. yeah. If I mean, depending how many women were allowed to come to this concert. Hmm. I mean, that's... Women don't understand music. <laughs> Yuck. <laughs> so, Breddy in the chat is pointing out something that I, I have always wondered, right? It's like, how, how did this practically work? Like, I don't know. You know, how do they multiply exactly? And I remember watching different filmmakers attempt this, right? Because yeah, it is like, yeah. how do you show bread and fish multiplying? Especially if it's like, I don't know, it's a Bible film from the 70s and you don't have a huge VFX budget. Like... Like, Just how do like you do throw that? throw more fish into the pile <laughs> or something. You know, I think I think there's some of that cutting away where it's like the disciples are like, oh, we only have this bread. I guess I'll start giving it out. And they turn around and there's like all this bread, Yeah, you know? There you or there's like, there oh my go. God, the basket's not of bread is not running out. We have so much. It just keeps happening. They just do the same take over and over again. I like to imagine it more like a, a stage magician, mm. right? Where So he's got the fish and, you know, they cut a piece out of it. And then he takes that fish and holds it up and you see there's like a piece missing from it. And he kind of folds it, maybe wraps it in a napkin and she pulls it folds. back out and it's whole again. And then they cut off more. Cool. I kind of oh, like okay. think of Stage it like Stage magician that. though, I'm imagining like first he pulls one out of his sleeve and then he pulls one out of his shirt pocket and then he pulls one out of his pants pocket and it oh, just see, keeps... I was trying to come up with a way that he could feed all the people without multiplying the fish or bread because he never says he did that. He just was like... Well, no, we'll feed them all with these ones. He breaks it apart, I see. So that's why I'm imagining he like pulls off a piece, but then does that thing like, you know, where you cut the dollar bill in half sure, and sure. fold it and then and unfold it in its back or something yeah. like that. That kind of a move. One time I watched this video of a, a lady magician doing a routine nice. where she she kept like, <laughs> Emily, nice. No, I like <laughs> that women are magicians too. I just was at the Magic Castle and it was like all dudes. And I'm like, where mm. are the women? I know, I know. Yet another industry. Um, uh-huh, yeah. But no, it was actually pretty amazing because she kept like pulling this red handkerchief out of different areas, right? So it's like she mm -hmm. had it in a pocket and then, no, and she was stripping as she did it. Oh. She was taking off more and more layers like a, of clothing. A thing that I want to go to. And like somehow able to pull <laughs> this handkerchief out of many different places until she is fully naked. Wow. And it ends about as the way that you might think that it would end. And I'll just leave it up to your imagination. But let's get back to loaves and fishes. <sighs> Wow's up. Okay, uh, wait, hold on. I have one more. This is not a family-friendly show anymore. Yes. <laughs> I have one more. What if they're like, but Jesus, we've only got, what was it, two fish and five loaves? Yeah. Like, we've only got two fish. And he's like, I don't think that's a problem. And turns around and the, the fish are, you know, freaking gigantic, huge. Like the fish become... Like, you know, whale-sized fish. Oh. No, like maybe they were the whole time and the whole thing was a funny comedy bit that they were doing. Oh, that's cute. Like everyone didn't plan ahead, but Jesus did and got two really big fish and maybe some, you and know, those like... <laughs> long That like mile-long like hoagie bread, right? Like it's going to make a huge submarine sandwich and he's got five of those. <laughs> wow. Okay. It's a miracle of planning rather than go. a miracle of creating food out of thin air. There you go. 
Wow. Okay. I'm going to keep going. Immediately, Jesus made the disciples get into the boat and to go ahead of him to the other side while he sent the multitudes away. Get out of here. After he had sent the multitudes away, he went up to the mountain by himself to pray. <laughs> Do they just have to wait for him? I, I love I that. I guess so. They got leftovers to get through. Yeah, I guess so. Mm. When evening had come, he was there alone. But the boat was now in the middle of the sea, distressed by the waves, for the wind was contrary. In the fourth watch of the night, the night was equally divided into four watches. So the fourth watch is approximately 3 a.m. to sunrise. Thanks. <laughs> Jesus came to them walking on the sea. Oh, when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were troubled, saying, It's a ghost! <laughs> and they cried out in fear. But immediately Jesus spoke to them, saying, Cheer up, I am. Cheer up. <laughs> Cheer, Cheer up. up. <laughs> I've never heard that translation. Yeah, that's great. And then it's a C Exodus 3, 14. Oh, wait. What does that uh, mean? What? Gosh, I guess we have to. Okay, that? let me let me pull it up. Okay. Exodus 3, 14. God said to Moses, I am who I am. And he said, you shall tell the children of Israel this. I am has sent me to you. That's what it is. He was wow. name dropping that. Okay. Cheer cheer up though. Cheer up is new cheer to up. me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I do like that Angry Dorito in the chat is pointing out there's some pretty choice words in the Tyndale version oh, of this. Okay. Let's see. What do we have here? And the shippy was now in the middies of the sea <laughs> and was toosed with waves for it was a contrary windy. <laughs> Contrary weenie. Amazing. What does he oh, say goodness. instead of cheer up in the Tyndale? Oh, good question. Was that verse 27? Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. And straightway, Jesus uh, spake unto them, saying, Be of good cheery. Oh, okay. It is I. Be not afraid. Oh. I, I'm just not used to this social script of, it's a ghost. And you're like, Cheer up. Yeah. Oh, I see. <laughs> it's more like calm down, not cheer yeah, up. I know. Yeah. It's yeah. Weird. There he says, don't be afraid. Okay. I missed that. So that was the end of that verse. Okay. Don't be okay. afraid. Peter answered him and said, Lord, if it is you, command me to come to you on the waters. He said, come. Boy. And Peter stepped down from the boat and walked on the water to come to Jesus. But when he saw that the wind was strong, he was afraid and beginning to sink, he cried out, saying, Lord, save me. Immediately, Jesus stretched out his hand, took hold of him, and said to him, You of little faith, why did you doubt? Oh, I've heard that, like, ye of little faith. Mm -hmm. I didn't know it was about that. Yeah. <laughs> Dang. It just, I, I'm sorry, but, like, both God and Jesus love to test their people all the time. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, like an abusive relationship. <laughs> Correct. It's a, it's a little <laughs> weird. I'm like, why are we doing that? When they got up into the boat, the wind ceased. Those who were in the boat came and worshipped him, saying, You are truly the Son of God. Oh, they said it there. When they had crossed over, they came to the land of Gehenesaret. When the men of that place recognized him, they sent into all that surrounding region and brought to him all who were sick. And they begged him that they might just touch the fringe of his garment. As many as touched it were made whole. Wow. Cool. They did it. There it was. There it was. Wow. I forgot about this story about Peter being like, you tell me to go out on the water. Oh, really? And then he did and then kind of failed. No, I remember it now. Now it's all coming back to mm. me, but it wasn't top of the list. Yeah, yeah. I say, yeah, because he didn't have faith. And so then he was sinking and he was like, why is this happening? And then yeah, Jesus grabbed Jesus him. Jesus was like, bro, I got you. <laughs> bro. Yeah. Oh, you have little faith. Yeah. Okay. Okay, do it. Mateo Kinse. Then, <laughs> Pharisees and scribes came to Jesus from Jerusalem, saying, Why do your disciples disobey the tradition of the elders? For they don't wash their hands when they eat bread. Oof, oh, that is Gross. bad. That is, yeah. yeah. Huh. Now, yeah, okay. He answered them, why do you also disobey the commandment of God because of your tradition? I love it. like, why don't, how, well, how about, why don't you, you, you do too, man. Didn't realize Jesus originated whataboutism. <laughs> For God commanded, honor your father and your mother. And he who speaks evil of father or mother, let him be put to death. Oh. But you say, whoever may tell his father or his mother, whatever help you might otherwise have gotten from me is a gift devoted to God. 
he shall not honor his father or mother. You have made the commandment of God void because of your tradition. I'm going to need help from Eugene yeah. on that one. What? <laughs> yeah. Okay. So this is from Tyndale. Okay. But I mean, I asked for Eugene, but that's okay. I know okay. you did, but, uh, you <laughs> just, know. Just like, no. But this is more important. But ye say, every ma shall say to his father or mother, that which thou desirest of me to help ye with is given God. And so shall he not honor his father or his mother. And thus have ye made it the commandment of the commandment of God is without effecti through your traditios. Traditios. Traditios is how it's written, yeah. Traditios. Traditios, you, you got for it. For not helping. Yeah. No, so this is, again, with a lot of these things where Jesus is criticizing the Pharisees for stuff that they do, we don't have any context for it from here. So we mm-hmm. kind of have to just assume, oh, I guess that was a thing that was going on. But basically saying that I guess they were making some kind of excuses about not helping their father and mother. Can you read Eugene like I asked? (laughs) (laughs) Can you honor your co-host in this moment? I will try. You're not going to like it, though. (laughs) But Jesus put it right back on them. Why do you use your rules to play fast and loose with God's commands? God clearly says, respect your father and mother, and anyone denouncing father or mother should be killed. But... You weasel around that by saying, whoever wants to can say to father and mother, what I owe to you, I've given to God. That can hardly be called respecting a parent. You cancel God's command by your rules. Frauds. Wow. Wow. Okay. Was that helpful? It was a little helpful. Slightly more helpful. Yeah, a little helpful. Really? It was. Okay, dang. Okay. Yes. Okay, I'm sorry. I just needed to brag in the chat about what a good Proverbs 31 woman I was this week. What does that mean? Uh, that I got up on Monday and did a bunch of cooking before the dawn. Because <laughs> my body was that? still on meditation retreat. Oh, time. so what did you and cook? I roasted up all kinds of veggies. Wow. Mostly Yum. potatoes and, you know, we needed we needed to eat. The family needed to eat, mm. you know. <laughs> needed food. So I had to get up and provide for my family and then go spin some scarves and then buy a vineyard. Mm-hmm. I didn't cool. get to the vineyard part, but trust me, I wanted to. Wow. Yeah. Where was I? You hypocrites. Well did Isaiah prophesy of you saying... These people draw near to me with their mouth and honor me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. And in vain do they worship me, teaching as doctrine rules made by men. He summoned the multitude yet again and said to them, hear and understand. Is the multitude not just the disciples, but like all the other followers that are there? Yeah. It's gotta be, yeah. Yeah, because the disciples are only a few. Multitudes is all the fans. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. He said to them, Hear and understand. That which enters into the mouth doesn't defile the man, but that which proceeds out of the mouth, this defiles the man. Back to mouth stuff. Can't escape. This does remind me. So many mouths. It does remind me of the Professor Brothers. Oh. Oh, yeah. We got got to do a viewing of that. Yeah, we should do a viewing of that at some point. Maybe after we finish the first of the Gospels, we can watch... There's a Professor Brothers video about Jesus, basically, about his life. Okay. And mouth stuff. And mouth stuff is involved, yeah. (laughs) Then the disciples came and said to him, do you know that the Pharisees were offended when they heard this saying? But he answered, every plant which my heavenly father didn't plant will be uprooted. Leave them alone. They are blind guides of the blind. If the blind guide the blind, both will fall into a pit. That's also where that saying comes from, Emily. I see, the blind blind leading the blind. blind. Yeah. 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 Peter answered him, explain the parable to us. (laughs) (laughs) I love how many times they're like, what? Um, Yeah. (laughs) So Jesus said, do you also still not understand? (laughs) Don't you understand that whatever goes into the mouth passes into the belly and then out of the body, if you know what I mean. (laughs) But the things which proceed out of the mouth come out of the heart and they defile the man. For out of the heart come forth evil thoughts, murders, adulteries, sexual sins, thefts, 
false testimony and blasphemies. <laughs> These are the things which defile the man. But- Eugene says, and cussing for the last one. Oh, good. <laughs> well, I definitely am doing that. <laughs> but to eat with unwashed hands doesn't defile the man. You heard oh, it here wow. first, we folks. Back around. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm sorry. I don't agree with that, but whatever. I am willing to bet, though, in this day and age, they're referring to like ritual cleansing yeah. of one's hands because they don't understand germ theory yet. No. Right? Right. So for all they know, your hands are just as clean whether you do ritually clean them versus not. So I'm assuming that's what it is as opposed to him being like, nah, germs are no. fake. But who knows in this day and age, this modern day and age, germs are fake. Right. <gasps> okay. Yeah. Jesus went out from there and withdrew into the region of Tyre and Sidon. Behold, a Canaanite woman came out from those borders and cried, saying, Have mercy on me, Lord, you son of David. My daughter is severely demonized. <laughs> Did we already have an exorcism earlier? Yes, we've had several okay. of people yeah. with demons in them. Remember, he sent the demons into the pigs? Yeah. That one time? Cool. Yes. Mm -hmm. So more. I've never heard the phrase severely demonized. <laughs> <laughs> but he answered her not a word. Mm. Oh. His disciples came and begged him, saying, send her away, for she cries after us. But he answered, I wasn't sent to anyone but the lost sheep of the house of Israel. Whoa. Wait. I guess because she's Canaanite. Yikes. Maybe. That's rough. But yeah. she came and worshiped him, saying, Lord, help me. But he answered, it is not appropriate to take the children's bread and throw it to the dogs. See, again, yet again. But, hold on. Sh she's, she's sticking with it. But she said, yes, Lord, but even the dogs eat the crumbs which fall from their master's table. Then Jesus answered her, woman, great is your faith. Be it done to you even as you desire. And her daughter was healed from that hour. Okay. I love it. Yeah, he just straight up called her a dog. <laughs> yeah, that's horrifying. And yet another freaking test, I guess. I just, I just. <laughs> it's rough, man. I just love that. I mean, sure, he's got his whole anti-Canaanite thing. Sure, that sucks. But I love that he's all about his kind of wordplay and turning things into parables. And she just like hits him right back with one. And mm. he's like, all right, respect. I can't respect. say no to that. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, sure. Yeah. Jesus departed there and came near to the Sea of Galilee, and he went up into the mountain and sat there. Great multitudes came to him, having with them the lame, blind, mute, maimed, and many others, and they put them down at his feet. He healed them, so that the multitude wondered when they saw the mute speaking, injured whole, lame walking, and blind seeing, and they glorified the God of Israel. This is basically just the the words to Mary, did you know? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, again. I hate right. that song. Jesus summoned his disciples and said, I have compassion on the multitude because they continue with me now three days and have nothing to eat. I don't want to send them away fasting or they might faint on the way. Like Can't they you haven't just fainted yet. <laughs> make more freaking bread or whatever? Mm. This is a repeat. This is a straight-up repeat. Oh. What? Wait. What? We got a drink for repetition. The disciples oh, said to him, Oh, it is. Where should we get so many loaves in a deserted place as to satisfy so great a multitude? Oh. Jesus said to them, How many loaves do you have? They said seven. That's a different number. And a few small fish. It's different. <laughs> That's a different number of fish. Uh-huh. I didn't think that within the same gospel, we'd have differing accounts. Now that's funny. Yeah, I didn't realize that either. Yeah. He commanded the multitude to sit down on the ground. Sit down. And he took the seven loaves and the fish. He gave thanks and broke them and gave to the disciples and the disciples to the multitudes. They all ate and were filled. They took up seven baskets full of the broken pieces that were left over. Those who ate were 4,000 men besides women and children. Wow. Then he sent away the multitudes, got into the boat, and came into the borders of Magdala. Wow. That's the end of that chapter. Wow. I just, 
I okay. I think this is further evidence for my theory that this was all sort of a cool stage magician show that he was doing. I love that it was so popular. Touring act that he went and did it again. Yeah, exactly. It's a touring show. It's. I just watched <laughs> the Prestige recently, which is a great movie, by mm. the way. But mm. but yeah, they're they're doing the same. They're like a hundred nights only. Here we are <laughs> doing the same freaking thing over and over again. And I just went to the Magic Castle, and Jace, like you and I, I think when they're literally like 10 years ago uh-huh. for the first time, there was a dude doing the exact same thing as he had done 10 years ago. I was like, I remember that trick. It was, it was the same dude for sure? It was the same dude doing the same trick, 100%. Wow. I'm like, I've seen that trick before. Huh. I've seen it a couple times before. Wow. Interesting. Whatever. Wow. I mean, okay. if it, did, you, did you shout that? But have you seen a lady pull a handkerchief no, out of? No, but now I want to. <laughs> Don't we all? Yes. Don't we all? <laughs> but before we do that, before we get to more magic tricks on this amazing uh, touring production of Jesus and the Disciples, we're going to take a quick break to talk about some ways that you can spread the word to all of your loved ones about this show. Uh, anyone that in your life that you think would be into the somewhat irreverent and hopefully fun and maybe a little bit educational time that we have on this show, we would love to have them here. So please tell them about it. And if you're able to come to the live shows, we have a blast here with everybody trying not to be too distracted. And you get to hear all the, you know, accidental swears and mistakes and things that don't make it into the final episode. So if that sounds like a good time to you, come check us out. Go to drunkbiblestudy.com slash live to get information about uh, where you can check out the live shows or you can follow us on Twitch at Drunk Bible Study. And also we have a Patreon and we would love your support there. If you enjoy the show, Give us a few bucks each month to become a parishioner. And as a thank you, we have things like early releases of episodes, personal toasts on the show, Emily's drink recipes, which are always very beautiful. <laughs> and of course, our undying affection and as many loaves of bread as we can spare. And we're back. And it is time for Matthew 16. I had a request to read the title that Eugene gave this chapter. Mm. And the title is, some bad yeast. Oh. <laughs> yeah. A little bit. Yeah. Hmm. That's kind of horrifying, <laughs> but okay. Yeah. I'm sorry yeah. to hear that. I don't know where you're all okay. minds are going, but uh, that's what Eugene wanted you to do. <laughs> <laughs> Chapter 16. The Pharisees and the Sadducees came. Can I just and- say, like, when I saw that word, I was like the Sausages, which is not what it is. The Sausages. I thought it, I thought it was like super <laughs> saucy. Mm, okay, so I see. They're, I mean, they are a little bit saucy oh, at cool. times. Cool. So the Pharisees and the Sadducees came and testing him, asked him to show them a sign from heaven. Oh. But he answered them, when it is evening, you say, it will be fair weather for the sky is red. In the morning, it will be foul weather today for the sky is red and threatening. What's that red sky morning sa- sailors... Red sky at night. It's a blood man. Sailor's delight. <laughs> yeah, red sky in the morn, sailor be warned. Wait, oh, I right. thought you were saying like skyrockets in flight, afternoon delight. <laughs> that's not, not no, what I was saying. I don't thing. think that's what okay. Jesus was saying either. Okay. But yeah, he was doing the whole like red sky at night, sailor's delight, red sky in morning, sailor's warning or whatever I don't that, know is. What yeah. that is. Anyway. Okay. I don't know what that is. Here's what Jesus says about that. Hypocrites! <laughs> You know how to discern the appearance of the sky, but you can't discern the signs of the times. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> Do you know the times? <laughs> An evil and adulterous generation seeks after a sign. Oh, he's back on this again. I saw the sign, though. Yeah. Okay. And there will be no sign given to it except the sign of the prophet Jonah. Again, this is a repeat, too. Yeah, call back to Jonah unexpectedly. Call back to Jonah. Wait, wait. Can I just ask, like, we're going to see the same thing four times, but he's going to do the same thing within each book again four times too? Wait, what? No, what are you talking about? Wait, it's a call. Are you saying that this is a callback to Jonah? Or is it a callback to something that Jesus did already? No, I'm saying that... Or talked about. When people asked for a sign, he was like, this generation's stupid. They want signs. No one gets a sign. Oh, except for the sign of Jonah. Yeah, so we're going to get callbacks upon callbacks upon callbacks if we read this whole freaking story four times. 
We're going to be drinking a lot. Yes. Yeah, potentially. Yeah. Whatever. I'm going to drink. Okay. He left them and departed. Mm. (laughs) He just said that and walked away. Mic drop. Bye. (laughs) The disciples came to the other side and had forgotten to take bread. (gasps) How convenient. No. Jesus said to them, take heed and beware of the yeast of the Pharisees and Sadducees. Oh. They reasoned among themselves, like they're trying to like figure out what he meant by that. <laughs> they reasoned among themselves saying, we brought no bread. Jesus perceiving it said, why do you reason among yourselves, you of little faith, because you have brought no bread? Don't you yet perceive, neither remember the five loaves for the 5,000 and how many baskets you took up? nor the seven loaves for the 4,000 and how many baskets you took out. Okay, so this was two distinct instances. It wasn't just a weird repeat. Right. No, and Jesus is pointing out, look, we've done this show twice already. (laughs) What are you stressing about? How is it that you don't perceive that I didn't speak to you concerning bread, (laughs) but beware of the yeast of the Pharisees and Sadducees? What is happening? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> then, okay, here. Does anyone read this and they're like, yeah, obviously. <laughs> Duh. Then they understood oh. that he didn't tell them to beware of the yeast of bread, but of the teaching of the Pharisees and Sadducees. That I think that was the whole reveal there. Okay. They were like, oh, it's oh, bro, it's a metaphor. Yeah. Shit. I didn't, yeah. oh, man, I feel stupid now. Now, when Jesus came into the parts of Caesarea Philippi, cool. I always heard that as Philippi. Oh, yeah, I've probably heard that before too. Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples saying, who do men say that I, the son of man, am? What? (laughs) This one's in uh, Jesus Christ Superstar as well, I think. Oh, what does he say? What does he say? Or maybe Godspell, but it's that whole like, who do they say that I am? Is one of the like classic Jesus lines. Okay. So who do men say that I, the son of man, am? They said, some say John the baptizer. What? No, some, he's dead. His head's gone. Some Elijah. And others, Jeremiah or one of the prophets. Sorry, we forgot their names. <laughs> he said to them, but who do you say that I am? Simon Peter answered, you are Christ, the son of the living God. Jesus answered him, Blessed are you, Simon Bar-Jonah. Peter. Yeah, I'm confused now. <laughs> Who is Bar-Jonah? <laughs> well, so, yeah, I don't know Bar what's going is, on like, here. Bar is like, of or whatever? Or I guess I, so, yeah. I Blessed are you, Simon Bar-Jonah. It's his middle name. Got Simon Bar-SB-Jonah. <laughs> For flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father who is in heaven. I also tell you that you are Peter. Peter's name is a parenthetical statement. That's the word I'm looking for. Cool. Peter's name, Petros in Greek, is the word for a very specific rock or stone. Oh. That you are Peter, and on this rock, I will build my assembly, and the gates of Hades will not prevail against it. Is there something about a bedrock in Jesus, like on this rock? I thought that there was some rock thing. Yeah, on this rock, I will build my church. It's this. Is that what he's talking? Is that this what is what's happening? Oh, okay. Yes. Is that? Mm-hmm. Yes. Cool. Yes. Got it. Yeah, I think that we're going to get some more stories about rocks, but but yeah, this is what I of mean. Them. Yet again, like the best decision ever was to make the rock the rock. Yes, it's true. Mm-hmm. <laughs> totally. Totally. Yeah. And the gates of Hades will not prevail against it. Mm-mm. I will give to you the keys to the kingdom of heaven, and whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and whatever you release on earth will be released in heaven. I don't remember that verse getting quoted very much. I would like to pause really quickly to say we do need to cast Peter. Now, Daniel in the chat was saying we need someone who's like kind of earnest, but also kind of bro-y at the same time. Like uh, Bradley Cooper or something. Ooh, Bradley Cooper's good. There was Chris Pine on our list That's also. That's good too. That's oh, good he's too. also good. Also good. Yeah. I think oh. I like Bradley Cooper better though. Sure. Yeah. yeah. He seems more like a Peter to me. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Okay. 
I think there right. it is. Yeah, Bradley Cooper, Simon Peter. At least for this Peter. Can I just say, like, we of Drunk Bible Study as SAG-AFTRA slash the two of them are former SAG-AFTRA members. We all stand in solidarity with you, SAG-AFTRA and WGA. And really, that's the only reason why we haven't started production on all these films. It's true. Yet. It's true. We're just waiting for the strike to be over. Yeah, as everyone is. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So uh, I'm looking at the message translation, trying to understand what we just read. So he says, you will have complete and free access to God's kingdoms. Keys to open any and every door. No more barriers between heaven and earth, earth and heaven. A yes on earth is a yes in heaven. A no on earth is a no in heaven. Hey, great. That's what Eugene said. So I don't know. I don't know what to make of that. Okay. Then he charged the disciples that they should tell no one that he is Jesus the Christ. What? Also, just before we move beyond this, I was always taught that, yeah, so this is, this is, again, this is the interpretation I was taught was that this is Jesus essentially charging Peter with the mission of building the church. And that's why Peter became the first Pope. Is there a book of Peter? No. Allegedly? Oh. Well, okay, so no, not in the Bible. I always heard that there was. It just didn't make it into mm. the final draft. But Peter is the first Pope? Yeah. Like Catholic yeah. Pope? Yeah. He's the first yeah, Catholic Pope. He's considered yeah. the first Pope. Okay. <laughs> just You're got so real nonplussed quiet. by that. Okay. <laughs> Whatever. I mean, what am I going to do with all this information? <laughs> I just got to sure. let it wash over me. Okay. Uh huh. Okay. From that time, Jesus began to show his disciples that he must go to Jerusalem and suffer many things from the elders, chief priests, and scribes, and be killed. Oh. And the third day be raised right. up. This is our first time. Oh, he's already saying. Yeah. He's already saying that this shit's going to happen. Yeah. yeah, he's like, look, look, dudes. Look, dude, really like suck, I'm going to be real but... for you. I'm going to be yeah. real with you. Yeah. He hasn't even like had his moment of despair. Oh, yeah. no, no. He just knows it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Does that happen? Or was it just in Jesus Christ? You'll see. You'll find out. <laughs> now, okay, so he said that. And Peter took him aside. And began to rebuke him, saying, Far be it from you, Lord. This will never be done to you. He's like, give it a minute. Okay, well. <laughs> but he turned and said to Peter, Get behind me, Satan. You are a stumbling block to me, for you are not setting your mind on the things of God, but on the things of men. Hmm. This is like a lot of like good and evil stuff. I just learned recently from the Daily episode that Italy, like far-right Italians, are very into the Lord of the Rings because of its depiction of good and evil. But, like, that's what this feels like. It's like Jesus and Satan and get behind me. Like, I'm going to save you from the Satan and stuff like that. I mean, far-right Christians are also pretty into Lord of the Rings. Same same reason. I mean, listen, great movies, great books. (laughs) (laughs) Gotta love Samwise and Gandalf. Oh, yeah. All of them, but yikes. Yeah. It it does seem like as we're going through, yeah, Jesus has moments of getting pretty intense. And I think this is one of those. So he's not like a guy that I'd want to like have a drink with, you know? Really? He's no. Really interesting. I think it'd be interesting, right? Because you don't know what to expect, right? He's a real but that's loose cannon. That's the scary, that's what's scary to me. I don't Mm. want to have a drink with a loose cannon. I want to know what I'm gonna get. And he's kind of (laughs) erratic. Well, okay. All right, fine. Extra drinks for me. Then Jesus said to his disciples, If anyone desires to come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. For whoever desires to save his life will lose it, and whoever will lose his life for my sake will find it. For what will it profit a man if he gains the whole world and forfeits his life? Or what will a man give in exchange for his life? For the Son of Man will come in the glory of his Father with his angels, and then he will render to everyone according to his deeds. Most assuredly, I tell you, There are some standing here who will in no way taste of death until they see the Son of Man coming in his kingdom. Any uh, attempts at interpreting that? 
No, I'm I'm so worn down already. No, you can't you can't give up. I'm yet. worn down by this Christ figure, Dedeker. We are not even we we haven't even finished the first book. I of know, this. I know. It's fine. We'll get to Revelations eventually. <laughs> Maybe by the time this is repeated four times, then I'll get it. Then we'll have some theories. Mm. Cool. Okay. 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 Sure. Can I bring this home? Do it. Okay. Uh, DSA. Yes, siete. Siete. Yeah. Siete. Um, DSA siete. After six days, Jesus took with him Peter, James, and John, and his brother, some guy, and brought them up <laughs> into a high mountain by themselves. He was transfigured before them. Ooh, what did he turn into? Oh. His face shone like the sun, and his garments became as white as the light. He became Gandalf the White. Whoa. I think that's what's happening here. Cool. Mm-hmm. Oh, I am. I have come back to you at the turn, the turn of, of the tide. tide. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I gotta watch those movies again. I'm sorry. Like, yes, the far right may love them, but they are really good. Behold, Moses and Elijah appeared to them, talking with him. That's some like Whoa, cool freaking like end of uh, Return of the Jedi shit <laughs> right. right there. <laughs> okay, There's the Force yeah, ghosts for sure. Got it. Okay. Sure, okay. Sure. <laughs> Peter answered and said to Jesus, "Lord, is, is it good for us to be here?" No, he's, he's saying it is good. It is good. <laughs> oh, it. Oh, okay. Sorry, I thought he was being like, "Can I just go? Like, should we leave <laughs> should we you leave guys you? <laughs> Lord, it is good for us to be here. If you want, let's make three tents here. One for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. <laughs> <laughs> They're definitely like apparitions or whatever, right? They're not like real or whatever. I want to read you the message, but I need you to finish verse five first. Oh, okay, fine, fine. When he was still speaking, behold, a bright cloud overshadowed them. Behold, a voice came out of the cloud saying, this is my beloved son, and whom I am well pleased. Listen to him. Sorry, that became Sean Connery. <laughs> yeah, but this should be The Rock, though, right? I don't know how he sounds. He's just like, whatever, <laughs> blah. I am a big man. Okay, what does uh-huh. Eugene have to say? Yeah. Okay, okay. So Also, like, that's the first time God has said anything in quite a minute. It's true. You're right. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so so Moses and Elijah were there in, in deep conversation. They saw the vision. Mm-hmm. So verse four, Peter broke in. Master, this is a great moment. What would you think if I built three memorials here on the mountain? Like oh. one for you, one for Moses, one for Elijah? While he was going on the like this babbling, a light <laughs> radiant cloud enveloped them. <laughs> Just love. I love everyone's like so down on these disciples. They're just like <laughs> yes men for freaking Jesus, you know? Uh, boy. Good lord. He, Jesus was the first billionaire. What? He wasn't a No, I'm just saying like, you know, how Elijah would, that's not him. Elon Musk. <laughs> Elon Musk. Okay, okay, hold Okay, yeah. All I'm saying is that, like, you know, we used to worship these figures, but now we worship people like billionaires. Do we? Because we see them, I don't know, some people do. Some people mm. see them as the, the pinnacle of success and all of this stuff. Sorry, my head is spinning. I'm only just now realizing that you said the words, Jesus was the first billionaire. <laughs> <laughs> it was so just, out of left field that you just could not. He wasn't. He obviously uh, wasn't. I just mean that uh, like he was the first person that a bunch of people were like, holy shit, this guy. Yeah, that one down. We have to do everything that he says. That's interesting because I feel like it's more at this time, <sighs> the analogy would go more that Jeff Bezos yeah, would be. Yeah, Jeff Bezos. Or any of those guys, right? Or Elon Musk would be more like mm-hmm. the Herod and the Caesar because mm. they were the super rich ones. And the Jesus would be more like the Van Morrison or someone that like everyone's obsessed with, but who's like a little bit counterculture. I don't know. I know that that's like what <laughs> they want you to believe, but but I don't know. I don't know if I'm, yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe. I don't know. I'm going to keep going. When the disciples heard it, they fell on their faces and were very afraid. Because it was God, and they were like, holy crap. Jesus came and touched them and said, get up, get up, get up. Don't be afraid. Lifting up their eyes, they saw no one except Jesus alone. As they were coming down from the mountain, 
as she comes. Jesus commanded them saying, don't tell anyone what you saw until the son of man is risen from the dead. He knows that it's coming. Mm -hmm. That's pretty intense, you know, if you know that like you're going to have to go through a freaking crucifixion. That is the thing that endears me to Jesus is that he's like very courageous. He's like Link in this moment, you know? (laughs) Maybe even more like Zelda in a way. Oh, you're right. Because I would argue she's the courageous one in that game. Oh, I love her. Okay. (laughs) I'm sorry. You're right. She's the best. His disciples asked him, saying, then why do the scribes say that Elijah must come first? (laughs) What? (laughs) Exactly. Jesus answered them, saying, Elijah indeed comes first and will restore all things. But I tell you that Elijah has come already, and they didn't recognize him, but did to him whatever they wanted to. This is very sexual. Even so... Wow, okay, geez, Emily, that's not the direction I took with that. Okay, wait, what What are they saying about this? Okay, so they're talking about the, the prophecies from before, right? Like the leave a seat for Elijah, the whole thing of like the prophet Elijah is going to come back. Yeah, but he... And, so they're saying that he's Elijah? No, they were like, but I thought Elijah was supposed to come back first. And he's like, no, bro, mm. he did. He did. Just like no one noticed. They just kind of... What? Treated him bad and then he left. Because Jesus is going to make the argument that it's like how it's going to go to him, right? Is he's the Messiah, but no one's going to notice or care. Okay. Uh, Cool. Or at least that's how the powers that be are going to respond. They're going to try to do that, yeah. Okay. Okay, thank you for clearing that up. Even so, the Son of Man will also suffer by them. Yeah, I mean, Definitely. Then the disciples understood that he spoke to them of John the baptizer. Dude, dude, Emily, stop for a moment. This is such a good reveal. That's like the end of an episode reveal, right? Or like the end of of a movie in a series or something, right? That they're like, but I thought Elijah was supposed to come. He's like, he already did. He did these things. Wait, and, and so then was they, John he, the Baptist? Yeah, you play the flashbacks and you realize all along John the baptizer had been Elijah and you're like, oh shit. And then you can't wait for the sequel. Is the sequel Jesus' crucifixion? Is no one on board with this? I'm like, come on, this is exciting TV. I don't know. Uh, (sighs) Sure, okay, that's what they're saying. Cool. When, so is that why Jesus like got so upset about Elijah? He, wait, was Elijah the one who like flew off into the air (laughs) and didn't die? And then came back and then did get his head cut off. And so he did die. Is that what they're saying? Yeah, I think yes. (laughs) Yeah, you got it. Whoa, okay. He flew off into the air and then came back as John the Baptizer. Yes. And then got his head cut off. Cool. Got it. Okay, full circle moment. I just, I'm sorry. When you say it flew off into the air, I just get a a memory of like, like when you're a child, you like let a balloon go and you just like watch it. Yeah, that's for miles until he's so small you can't see him anymore. (laughs) Yeah, that's exactly what I just want to go. He was in a chariot. I would also love to give a quick shout out to some people in the chat who are being excited with me about this amazing reveal that just happened. Even though you two are freaking party poopers. Whatever. Can we keep going? What I said that he flew up into the air. Yeah, I'm going. Okay. When they came to the multitude, a man came to him, kneeling down to him, saying, Lord, have mercy on my son, for he is epileptic. Yeah, you said it. Is it? Yeah, you got it. Epileptic. Mm -hmm. And suffers grievously, for he often falls onto the fire and is often into the water. Good Lord. Oh, no. So I brought him to your disciples, and they could not cure him. Jesus answered, Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. Whatever, man. <laughs> I got the end you. Of his rope. Faithless and perverse <laughs> generation. How long will I be with you? How long will I bear with you? Bring him, bring, bring him here to me. I love it. The, the guy's know. like basically escalating a customer support case. He's like, look, I came to your disciples. Seriously. They couldn't help me. Like they escalated me to you. Yeah. He's like, oh, these idiots. Bring him here. I'll fix it. Oh, God. <laughs> Jesus rebuked him. The demon went out of him and the boy was cured from that hour. People are cl- in the chat are clamoring for a reading from Eugene of this section. Oh, okay, okay, right, okay. Uh, let's see here. They're on it. They're on it. <sighs> uh, let's see. I brought him to your disciples, but they could do nothing for him. 
Jesus said, what a, gener- what a generation. No sense of God. No focus <laughs> oh, to your lives. Wow. How many times do I have to go over these things? How much longer do I have to put up with this? Bring the boy here. He ordered the afflicting demon out, and it was out, gone. From that moment on, the boy was well. <sighs> yeah. Jesus is, has no patience. No, he really doesn't. Like, he didn't say patience was a virtue and mean him. No. No. Okay. <laughs> I see. Okay? Yeah. Then the disciples came to Jesus privately and said, why weren't we able to cast it out? He said to them, because of your unbelief. For most mm. assuredly, I tell you, if you have faith as a grain of mustard seed, uh-huh, there it you is. will tell this mountain, move from here to there, and it will move, and nothing will be impossible to you. But this kind doesn't go out except by prayer and fasting. Mm. While they were staying in Galilee, Jesus said to them, the Son of Man is about to be delivered up into the hands of man, men, and they will kill him. And on the third day, he will be raised up. So he's just like telling everyone now. And so like, it's a self-fulfilling prophecy well, and he's just got to fulfill it. I think it. he's just telling the disciples over and over. Okay, it's still the same people he's telling oh, each time here. It's okay, just good. secret to them. Okay. They were exceedingly sorry. When they had come to Capricornum, Capernaum. 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 Those who collected the didrachm. <laughs> the didrachma? The didrachma? Didrachma? Oh, okay, thanks. Didrachma coins. A didrachma is a Greek silver coin worth two drachms, about as much as two Roman denarii, or about Denari. two days' Denari. wages. Denarii. It was commonly used to pay the half-shekeled temple tax because two drachms were worth drachmas were worth one half shekel of silver. <laughs> so, so what happened? I, I could just give you from Eugene here. This is the start of a new story. Okay, that when they arrived at Capernaum, the taxmen came to Peter and asked, "Does your teacher pay taxes?" Mm. And Peter. Was the was, tax man before, right? Or was he no, a fisher No, that boy? was, no, that was Matthew. Peter was that a was, fisher boy. Mm, right, right, right. Okay. And he's like, bitch, no. And yeah, I don't know. Maybe, maybe he loves taxes. <laughs> Let's find out. I bet Nobody he'll tell knows. us about okay, it. Okay, here we go. So anyways, yeah, the, that dude who was collecting the coins came to Peter and said, doesn't your teacher pay the didrachma? He said, yes. When he came into the house, Jesus anticipated him saying, what do you think, Simon? Simon Peter, for whom do the... Why does he call him both names? <laughs> for whom do the kings of the earth receive toll or tribute? From their children or from strangers? Peter said to him, from strangers. Jesus said to him, therefore the children are exempt. But lest we cause them to stumble, go to the sea and cast a hook and take up the first fish that comes out. Up. When you have opened its mouth, you will find a... Statter coin. Statter? A statter is a silver coin equivalent equivalent to four attic or two Alexandrium drachmas? Drachmas, <laughs> yes. Or a Jewish shekel, just exactly enough to cover the half shekel temple tax for two people. Take that and give it to them for me and you. Dude. Uh, yeah, as as Breddy in the chat is saying, this is a magic trick. This is a it legit is a, magic trick. a legit trick. one. Wait, because he was this. like, just find a fish, any fish, and grab it, and then you'll find a coin. Mm-hmm. And it's perfect. It's a perfect coin. Yeah. For you to pay your tax. Wow. Okay, that happened. I love it. I love that. Oh, can I just ask, like, how... We, we're doing this until, like, September. Are there a lot of... Is there a lot of time, right? Is there a lot of time after... When Jesus is dead that we're reading? There's some time. Because he comes back. Yeah. Or when Jesus is gone in the sky after? No, no. Does he go the way of Elijah and like go off in a <laughs> chariot? <laughs> Emily, you're just chari- going to have to wait to find <laughs> Whatever, okay? Uh, I can ask questions. You don't have to answer. Sure, sure. I just, I love this story here because it didn't go the direction I expected, uh-huh. right? Where the, the tax collector came and I expected a lesson or something. But instead, Peter's like, yeah, yeah he pays taxes, totally. <laughs> and then when he came to Jesus, Jesus is like, dude, like, do king's kids pay taxes or like just strangers? 
And he's like, yeah, just strangers. He's like, right? Doesn't that suck? Yeah. Anyway, we don't want to get in trouble. So go fish and you'll <laughs> no. find a gold coin in this fish's mouth. <laughs> it's just like, wait, what? I love at that point, he's just like, I cannot have another six-hour conversation and debate <laughs> right. with yeah. the Pharisees about this. Just go get a fish. Yeah, just, just take care of it. <laughs> Jesus is sassy, is what I've learned. <laughs> <laughs> He's really wow, sassy. folks. Yeah. God, there's so oh, much. There's boy. so much. I know. There's a yeah. lot. It's My a head lot is here. spinning. I still feel like I felt right after retreat where I'm just like, this is going so fast. <laughs> I can't keep up. Yeah. I want to get off. It's going there's, too fast. Uh-huh. I mean, we'll, but by the time the fourth iteration of this rolls around, I feel like we'll be pretty in the groove of understanding what's going on. Be like, yeah, we heard that again. I'm curious because... The last one, John, is supposed to be the most differentest of mm-hmm. all of them. And so I am curious if it's like, we'll be like, yeah, we're in a groove now. And then be like, like record scratch. Like, wait, what? I don't know. We'll see. Okay. Yeah, we'll see. we'll see. But John is not John the Baptist. It's different John that is John. So it's different John, yeah. Cool. Yeah. Who is it? Peter, Paul, and Mary? What is it? What? Matthew, what the- Mark, uh-huh. Luke, and John. Yep. Yes, you got it. Okay. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna. We're gonna be done now. Okay, great. Let's be done. Let's be done now. <laughs> okay, thank you. Thank you. Turn on the music for joining us for a Bible study today. If you want to join the audience in our live stream shows, follow us on Twitch at Drunk Bible Study or go to drunkbiblestudy.com slash live. If you want even more Drunk Bible Study, including early releases, cocktail recipes, personal toasts on the show, and more, become one of our patrons at patreon.com slash drunkbiblestudy. If you enjoy the show, take a moment to subscribe and write us a nice review on iTunes, letting other people know what you like about it. You can also join fellow listeners in the Drunk Bible Study Fans and Fellowship Facebook group or on our Discord server at discord.drunkbiblestudy.com. Find us on Twitter at Drunk Bible Cast, on Instagram at Drunk Bible Study, or send us an email to info at drunkbiblestudy.com. Drunk Bible Study is created and produced by Jace Lindgren, Dedeker Winston, and me, Emily Matlock. Our theme song is Book Club by Josh and Anand from their album Home of the Da Da. For more information, visit us at drunkbiblestudy.com. I made a memory about your dad. He's in a book club.